Alright guys, hello and welcome to the fourth fourth edition of the podcast. Um, this is the, yeah, the fourth one. Unfortunately, I'm not doing it from the car, I'm doing it from home. Just because the way the time really worked out, I kind of wanted to do that. But uh, yeah, so we're just going to do that. I might have, uh, you never know, there might be some dogs barking, but... Anyways, um, so last time I talked, it was really like a different type of podcast. It, uh, it, um, it really, uh, it varied. Um, that one took me a long time to edit. There's about, it was about an hour worth of content because I just went on about self-help and stuff. But I, uh, I kind of, I edited it down really into, um, into around 20 minutes. And yeah, just going off it, that's exactly what I'm i'm gonna be doing i'm gonna be uh taking the podcast and really sizing it down just because like i when we did byob that's exactly what we did and uh yeah so uh so here he goes um today i'm gonna talk about i kind of finished off i talked about lacrosse and toronto lacrosse and how um and uh (laughs) and how what was i saying and how they won a championship a lot. They've won a ton of championships, but nobody ever knows that because we're never really aware of it because lacrosse isn't a big thing. And I wanted to touch upon that because after talking about that, I kind of brought up into a different point about how we have a new soccer team. So just a little bit of history about the soccer team. Um, it's called Toronto FC. They came... They evolved in two thousand and um, in two thousand and seven, I believe. I actually went to the first home game and watched the first ever goal score. So, with that being said, they've been a very uh, a very big part of my life, really. Um, just because I remember going to the states and all the English guys always asked me like, "Who's your favorite team? Who's your favorite team?" And like, I do like Manchester United and all that, but at the end of the day, I'm a really big fan of. Um, of Toronto FC just because I'm a Toronto guy and over time Toronto just used to be terrible at soccer like every year they just came worse and worse played on a turf field and I remember there's a story about one time uh, we won so that every year they do like international matches and they do um and they wanted to get Real Madrid to come and the only way Real Madrid could come to play at Toronto in Toronto Canada as if it wasn't turf they had to play on grass just because um <clears throat> they had to play on grass because like they didn't want any of their players getting hurt which I found kind of funny but at the end of the day you know that's Europeans when it comes to soccer but anyways going back on it um right after that switching to grass from turf I don't know why this made such a big difference but I believe it really did um it kind of just like went into kind of rebuild they got a whole new coach and an english coach where i thought he was going in the right direction i really thought he was working at it like he was doing great stuff and then all of a sudden he uh, got fired and then we had a downward spiral again and again and again and then finally we got this new coach greg vanny who really and we got a new gm and he really just picked up our the quality of what we're where we were going at and um kind of just gonna go into it yeah so let's 
this is awesome because I actually have um I actually have stats here, which is great. So um just a little give a little bit of history. Um his so his playing career, he started in nineteen ninety five and he played until two thousand nine. Um he had thirty three hundred and thirty eight appearances, which is great, love it. Um and then he he went for um playing with Chivas USA to coaching Toronto FC in two thousand four. Now, in 2017, Toronto made it to the MLS final. And for me, I was kind of shocked. I was like, holy cow, this is nuts. It's a big deal. I remember watching it in my room. And um, with my roommate, who's also from Ontario, and we were kind of looking at it as like, this is nuts. Like, I remember they brought in extra seats for... They brought in extra seats um, because they had so many people wanted to watch them play. And... Uh, or no, this is, I'm pretty sure, no, not 2016, it's 2016, and this was just unbelievable, um, this is something that Toronto has never seen, like, other than lacrosse, like, the amount of fans that really went into this, like, nobody's really seen this as much, but, um, it was really nuts, because, with MLS, because it's such a lower, not lower league but there's not as many fans that continuously watch it um if you're a home team you get to play on your home ground which is awesome um playing on your home ground was really good and so what they did was that means that if you make it to final you can play at your home stadium which brings more fans in which makes sense so when this happened, so many people went to this game. It was it was unbelievable. Um, and but they ended up losing. Like they lost. I'm pretty sure in the shootout. I remember watching. And I was like, oh my gosh! Like there's no way. Like I don't. I don't understand. This is brutal. We spent so much money. We have like the highest paid player in the MLS. It was nuts. Um, I just it was it was brutal. Um, and so basically what happened was we brought in Sebastian Dravinko, Michael Bradley, and Josie Altidore in that the previous season. And I remember like we, we bought all in for that season. We went nuts. Like everyone's like, yep, this is it. And then to come and lose at our home stadium against the Seattle Sounders was just a brutal feeling. It was like a, like nobody remembers the second place people. It was really tough. It was a tough, uh, it was a, it was a tough pill to swallow. But over time, we really, um, we really realized, sorry guys, let me take a sip of water. Sorry, that was good. Over time, I guess, like, after that loss, we kind of just, like, realized that, you know what, we really, we set ourselves up into putting in a good position in the future. And when coming with being a good team, what happens is you then play a lot more games. So you go into the CONCACAF Champions League. And so it's just like the Europe of Champions League, but it's basically in, like, between North America and South America. So, North America and South America, that's great, it's awesome, but at the end of the day, um, 
it's not like it's not ideal for an MLS team because the big thing came down to it was scheduling and um and they'd play like league games on a Saturday in Toronto and then like they'd have to play a Wednesday game in Mexico and then fly back for a Sunday game in like somewhere in the United States and ideally it wasn't good it wasn't good for um it wasn't good for their like their team health and so many players especially coming from Europe the way it works is you play one game a week that's it you don't play more than two sometimes it's like a short week you'll play Saturday and Wednesday and then like you'll be off till next another week and a half but for these players it was something new and every day we kept on going down with injuries and injuries and we didn't have the best start because of that but then we started to really uh we started to really grow and we um we got into a good like we got into a good um position with our team and like in the standings and everything so so um so towards the end like towards the playoff we mm, what can I say uh, it was more or less like that's not true. So when we got to the CONCACAF, we kind of like it. Kind of, we said we lost. We didn't win it. Um, uh, what happened? What happened here? Did they win it? Let me go back. Let me check. We so the way it works is like it's a treble, which is really, which is really weird. But uh, the way it is is like the messy troubles if we win the CONCACAF and we win something else, blah blah blah. We got knocked out, and for me, I thought it was really good because with them playing that many games, it really affected what they were doing. Meaning, like, I was more focused on, um, on like the regular season side, but with them playing so many games, it really, it really didn't like work out the best way. Like, um, but. I'm sorry, guys. I'm looking at pictures now of the final. It's just it blowing my mind because that many people, like, I wish I was there. I wish I could see it. But, um, yeah, so anyways, so getting down the season before we went to playoffs, that finished, and it really gave our players enough time to um, to kind of relax, settle in, and um, I think they realized that they just had one goal, and that was to win, to win at home. And believe it or not, we ended up going... Um, coming back home and back to where we lost and we played Seattle and I remember once again I was watching it by myself in my room and when it happened I I went nuts I couldn't I couldn't help but hold back my feeling of what it was what it was like to win um, a championship and what it was like to win a championship for Toronto and um yeah that's really like what happened I was so shocked I was so I was going nuts I was amped up it was a great feeling and it kind of I kind of like related it to my soccer um my soccer season and how I remember when um I won my freshman year and uh I won my freshman year of at CSS and um when I continued to uh go back into it like how should I say this 
my freshman year, I went, I came into a team that was so good. Like we were ranked really good. We had an unreal season. I was unfor, I was very fortunate to play and get good minutes. And when I continued to play, we continued to get better. Our whole team got better, and we ended up winning. And we were so good, top ranked. Unfortunately, we couldn't get past that first round hump. We couldn't win, but we made it. And uh, so many people kind of like, how should I say this? Um, I guess so many people like doubted us for the next upcoming year. They're like, you know, it's a rebuild year, it's a rebuild year. But luckily we had like our two star strikers that came back and like, I'm so grateful for that because they helped us along our way. But, um, but yeah, just looking at it, I kind of like related those two seasons because even though we didn't lose, we won what our goal was, but losing kind of like, kind of having everyone really look at us, um, look down on us, kind of, and now I know what you're thinking, and I'm gonna touch upon this, really, like I said, guys, like, with my rambling, it really gives me, um, ideas of what we want to talk about, but the idea that I have is, um, um, is, like, the mental aspect of sports, and I believe that not enough people talk about the mental aspect of sports, and that's really what I want to get into, and, um, and no, like, yeah, I, uh, it was really tough, and I could just imagine what these players had to go through in the market of Toronto, and just going back to that championship thing, and something that's still in the game in mind, is they won, right, but the Toronto had a parade, had a parade, and whatnot, that's fine, but it still wasn't as of a pedig- pedigree of the Toronto Raptors, because they're not that top two teams, or top three teams, but, um, but yeah, it was just, and that's something that I feel like those players are really hiding, is, like, they do so much for the city, and I think that we don't give them enough, um, enough credit, and playing in Toronto, playing in a tough market, like, at the end of the day, when you win, people come watch, and, like, they follow along, it's just the way it is, it's just the way it goes on, and for me, I was, like, I was thrilled to be watching and be a part of it but just going back to it the way the rap is it still wasn't as the same pedigree and i just think that it could get better and um and i think that they're hiding in the shadow but like still it's not considered to be a big championship which i think over time is going to change the league's going to get harder and i just want to bring that to everyone's attention of what it's like to be a Toronto fan in the market that we're in but I think on the next episode I'm going to talk about the mental aspect of that the mental aspect that I had with sports and everything and just because I don't believe that enough people talk about it and I think that people should talk about it so with that being said um yeah guys I know I hope you guys enjoyed my ramble but um that's normally how it goes you know um yeah I guess I will see you guys in the next podcast. Hope you guys like this. As as I said, feel free to uh, let me know what you guys think. Awesome. Have a good day. <coughs> All right, guys. Hello and welcome to the final podcast of Hughes Thoughts. Um, yeah, I just wanted to, we did this, I just said from the beginning, it's going to be a five to seven, um, 
segment type thing um once they take about an hour to edit once i really edit down to what i want the content i want and everything to around 15 20 i didn't go to 40 just because like i don't know it's kind of tough sometimes but yeah i remember so the last episode we left off was about um (coughs) i think it was about what was it about oh yeah it was about the Toronto, like Toronto's uh, sports teams, and what I'll do in this podcast, just to, like really give you a heads up, is what I've noticed is that when I listen to other podcasts, they kind of give you like a, a full on kind of gist of like what you're going to be listening to. Um, so I thought that I would just uh, reach out and. Uh, just let you know that what you're gonna hear in today is i'll touch upon the more like more um toronto teams and all but um but what i'm also gonna do is i'm also gonna talk about um mental health and the reason why i want to talk about mental health is because around our world today it's been very like a very big thing and um i know people have been affected by it i've been affected by it it's been a big big thing but um with that being said we'll just jump into it then i'll talk about it more but so here are the teams here's the way it works in toronto so you have toronto fc like talked about toronto rock toronto maple leafs toronto blue jays the (sighs) toronto raptors and then there's two other teams so there's the toronto marlies and there's the Nine one nine of Toronto nine oh five, which is so the Toronto Marlies are the farm team to the Toronto Maple Leaf, and the Toronto nine oh five is once again the farm team to the Toronto Raptors. Now they play in Toronto, and this is something that I don't think the city of Toronto really gives them a lot of credit. Like last year, we won once again. Toronto won a championship, and it was the Calder Cup, but it was the AHL. So it wasn't as big as when it's the Stanley Cup or whatever. <clears throat> but still, it's something that it's something that these people can be made proud of. And, um, and yeah, so going off of that, our farm teams in Toronto are huge. They've been massive. They've been a huge um, <clears throat> feeder into our pro teams. And... When you're looking at <clears throat> different sports teams in different cities, it's really tough to judge what their development looks like because you're never around. And which is be fair, like I don't know what Boston's development teams are like in any sport. So I'll kind of just base it off of um, what I think, what I've seen. I've been to <clears throat> Marley's game. I have to say it's a great atmosphere. It's a good game. Um, it's fun to watch people they're fun it's entertaining um it's in a building it's very small um i think if it's like eight thousand people just like the umd bulldogs are in it's a very nice arena <laughs> with that being said um and the toronto raptors farm team the 905 are very good they play out in Massaro. it's in the greater toronto area they are just as good <clears throat> um but Honestly, I haven't been to any of the games because, like, I'm not a big basketball fan. I'm more or less, like, hop on the bandwagon type of stuff. And once again, I'm rambling on here, guys, but <clears throat> there's a point. So what I'm saying 
is that, um, yeah, these sports teams, like, these, the development here is ridiculous. I don't think people give Toronto AHL teams enough credit for what they have for what they have to go through and the way I kind of wish I lapse this in but the way that I look at um like these sports teams these guys have just as much pressure as the ones that are in NHL the reason why I say that is because NHL players right they are making a good living, good, decent money, and they're living a nice lifestyle, private jets, nice homes. Now, that's not being said that these AHL guys do, but I don't, like, I I can't verify, I'm just going, I'm speculating here, but <clears throat> going off with that being said, AHL, it's a different atmosphere. These guys are sometimes getting paid the league minimum, which is still a lot, but enough to make a living, but not enough to raise a family on, which is tough. And then they also are traveling all the time, so it's hard to really be alone. And it's just the way things are. <clears throat> now, this is where... This is where what I'm talking about with... Um, with mental health. Now, mental health affects a ton of different people around this... Around this world. And now, I'll talk about how it affects people in the sporting world. But don't get me wrong when I'm saying, like, it just affects athletes the most. Like, I don't, like, I don't know if it does. Nobody knows, like, but what I will say is that it affects everyone. And, yeah, so this is what I'm going to talk about. And um, <clears throat> just on a side note, it's always funny. Um, I thought about doing um, doing sponsors for this. Just like, oh, this episode is brought to you by... But to be quite honest, we don't really have I don't really have sponsors. So um that's kinda that's kinda just like something that will have to be saved for another another time. But um yeah, so with what people don't understand is with sports you're sometimes you're your own hardest critic with each other. So what I mean by that is like you grow up and you set goals and when you're young you sometimes think do you have goals you want to play be a pro athlete and that that was kind of my story and when i when i started realizing that i started becoming a lot more hard on myself i started to um i guess really focus on the future i started focusing on the future a lot i didn't really realize where i was going um i had a dream my dream is to be a professional athlete, 100%. It was my dream. still was my dream, but now I think my dreams focus in a different aspect. And the way that I'm going to talk about, um, like, this mental health um, between athletes is that I think it's, it's totally different to what it used to be back in the, when there wasn't any social media. Now, the reason why I say this is that because social media plays such a big role in in that type of stuff. Like, I remember when I was interviewing a kid out of school, I was, <clears throat> it was for a project, actually, and I asked him, I was like, you know, like, um, I want to ask you, do you think that 
social media plays a big role with athletes and i already knew that like it did especially with me i'm like yep 100 percent. but he was like yeah without a doubt and the reason why he said that was because when he was playing juniors um when he was playing juniors sorry one more thing when he was playing well i'm trying to remember it sometimes sometimes it takes a long but um when he was playing juniors, I remember he was on a scoring streak and he was doing so well and people were tweeting at him saying, you're going to break this record, you're going to break this record, blah, blah, blah. And it got to a point where he started, he didn't actually break the record because so much pressure was constantly put on him. <clears throat> and when you have that much pressure being constantly put on you, it's really, it's really put, it's really makes you, like puts you in a tough situation. And, um, and I think that's something that not a lot of people, like, realize is that social media never really existed back then. So I think that even when people say we have such a soft generation, I, like, I'm not saying I don't agree with them. But I'm saying they need to really open their eyes and look at, like, the bigger picture here. Um... Like, they need to realize that it's so much stuff is evolving, and the reason why we as humans are becoming softer is, like, things like when you put your kids into different sports or something, you, um, you don't have, like, <sighs> you don't, I remember, sorry, I remember growing up when I used to play sports, it would always be like a first, second, third. But now it's like participation medals or like you would always keep track to see one. But like now people aren't doing that. It's a totally different thing. You're not allowed to keep track because it's going to bring down their mental aspect of it. And I just think that's total bogus because for me, winning or losing really, like it helped me develop as a human. Whether you win or you lose, you gotta learn to lose before you learn to win, and that's what I happened, like, I felt that I lost, I was, <clears throat> I lost way more when I was younger, compared to, I started winning a lot when I was, like, when I was more older, like, later on in life, <clears throat> and, um, now going back to it, and so, like, going back to my story, and just how, a lot of the times, people leave home, People leave home to go pursue their goals, and that's what I did. One of my goals is to play soccer in the States, and that's what I did. And I played soccer in the States, but at the same time, it's it's, it's a little harder than what, um, than what people expect. I remember coming back, and people asked me, like, or, yeah, people asked me, like, well, how was it? Like, did you enjoy your time? And I'm like, yes, 100%. I loved it. I enjoyed every aspect of it but it was hard and they're like well physically i only imagine i'm like yeah but it was more tough on the mental aspect and nobody really understands that but when you're alone like i'm thousands of miles away like a thousand miles a couple thousand miles away from my family and i say this all the time is like when you have bad games or bad practices it was so you would want to like go home and like have a home-cooked meal ready for you and like just like everything like give your mom your dad a hug something like that but but you couldn't and the reason why is because like you were away 
Now, other people that live there, they could do that whenever they're having a bad day. They could go home for a home-cooked meal. But whereas me, I didn't go home and face, like, kind of just, like, sit in a room by myself. And over time, that really, that really drowned me. But, um, something that, something that really affects me hard was when I started getting hurt. And I remember there was a teacher that came up to me. It was Rob Larson, actually. There was a teacher he um or professor sorry he i was walking around a bit i remember this like yesterday and i think this was like the biggest thing that really got me aware of my mental health and it was when <clears throat> i was walking around with boo and he saw me and he's like he's one of my he's one of my favorite professors and he asked me he's like hey um what happened i told him i had a high ankle sprain and i was like gonna be out for the rest of the season and he's like, what? Like, that's, that's, that's brutal. Like, how are you? And I'm like, well, like, I'm not good. Like, my ankle. And he's like, no, I know that. But he's like, how are you mentally? And I kind of was like, what? He was like, yeah, like, how are you on the mental aspect of things? And I'm just like, I've never thought about it. And he's just like, sometimes it could be tough. And he really, like, said, if you need anything, like, to let him know. And that's when I walked away. It was, first of all, I was very appreciative of him. But, like, <clears throat> I kind of was like, oh my gosh, like, I totally didn't realize, like, where he was coming from. It was like, I never had anyone ask me that. And then I got hurt again the next season, and you're kind of just, like, thrown into the, uh, in the middle of things. You don't really um, know what to do, don't really know how to handle things. So I kind of just, like, I went to class, and I sat that whole class, and I'm like, how am I, like, mentally? And I felt, and it's when it clicked, it was like my physical game is up to a par, but I don't think my mental game is up to a certain standpoint. And um, that's when I realized, kind of like, I looked more, did more research into it, that <clears throat> is that you really gotta, um, you really have to stay positive in order to beat out this mental like game but uh, some of the times like you won't be able to win and some days you're gonna have good days and bad days but when people say it's about who you surround yourself with it's about always thinking positive it's like stuff you really need to do write journals and everything and you need to do that time alone time with friends like speak up never keep it inside i never i always kept it inside but like when you finally just like talk to teammates talk to everyone tell you how you're doing like that's kind of what i'm kind of what I'm preaching here is that um I ended one of my last part I forget it was the last one or before I just said remember that everyone's going through that and when you fans are like reaching out uh, to athletes just remember that they're going they're human too <coughs> and they're going through a hard time so um yeah especially in laying this back in Toronto, Toronto market, Toronto fans aren't the easiest to handle. And as a Toronto fan, I kind of like give cut these guys some slack just because not just Toronto, but every athlete that they are going through something and just really need to be, um, really need to be considerate with people because everyone's going through nowadays. So if you stay positive and just be a positive person when you're watching these athletes and everything, just remember that it's hard on them. They're going. They could be going through something. So never 
think narrowly or share negative thoughts. And um, <clears throat> sorry guys, that might have been like a like a not a sad podcast, but just like a different one. But I just wanted to really speak my mind. <coughs> um, but yeah, guys, that ends my five part series. Um, I really hope you guys enjoyed this. I kind of enjoyed it. Um, it was a long journey, but we got through it. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Have a good summer. Alright guys, hello and welcome to the fourth fourth edition of the podcast. Um, this is the yeah, the fourth one. Unfortunately, I'm not doing it from the car, I'm doing it from home. Just because the way the time really worked out, I kind of wanted to do that. But uh, yeah, so we're just going to do that. I might have, uh, you never know, there might be some dogs barking, but... Anyways, um, so last time I talked, it was really like a different type of podcast. It, uh, it, um, it really, uh, it varied. Um, that one took me a long time to edit. There's about, there's about an hour worth of content because I just went on about self-help and stuff. But I, uh, I kind of, I edited it down really into, um, into around 20 minutes. And yeah, just going off it, that's exactly what I'm i'm gonna be doing i'm gonna be uh taking the podcast and really sizing it down just because like i when we did byob that's exactly what we did and uh yeah so uh so here it goes um today i'm gonna talk about i kind of finished off a lot i talked about lacrosse and toronto lacrosse and how um and uh (laughs) and how what was i saying how they won a championship a lot they've won a ton of championships but nobody ever knows that because we're never really aware of it because lacrosse isn't a big thing and i wanted to touch upon that because after talking about that kind of brought up into a different point about how we have a new soccer team so just a little bit of history about the soccer team um it's called toronto FC. they came they evolved in 2000 and um in 2007 i believe i actually went to the first home game and watched the first ever goal score so with that being said they've been a very uh a very big part of my life really um just because i remember going to the states and all the english guys always asked me like who's your favorite team who's your favorite team and like i do like manchester united and all that but at the end of the day i'm a really big fan of um Toronto FC just because I'm a Toronto guy and over time Toronto just used to be terrible at soccer like every year they just came worse and worse played on a turf field and I remember there's a story about one time uh, we won so that every year they do like international matches and they do um and they wanted to get Real Madrid to come and the only way Real Madrid could come to play at Toronto in Toronto Canada as if it wasn't turf they had to play on grass just because um they had to play on grass because like they didn't want any of their players getting hurt which I found kind of funny but at the end of the day you know that's Europeans when it comes to 
soccer but anyways going back on it um right after that switching to grass from turf i don't know why this made such a big difference but i believe it really did um it kind of just like went into kind of rebuild they got whole new coach and an english coach who i thought he was going in the right direction i really thought he was working at it like he was doing great stuff and then all of a sudden he uh, got fired and then we had a downward spiral again and again and again and then finally we got this new coach greg vanny who really and we got a new gm and he really just picked up our the quality of what we're where we were going at and um kind of just gonna go into it yeah so let's this is awesome because i actually have um i actually have stats here which is great so um just a little give a little uh, history um his so his playing career he started in 1995 and he played until 2009 um he had 30 338 appearances which is great love it um and then he he went for um playing with chivas usa to coaching toronto FC in 2004 now in 2017 toronto FC made it to the mls final and for me i was kind of shocked i was like holy cow this is nuts it's a big deal i remember watching it in my room and um with my roommate who's also from ontario and we were kind of looking at it as like this is nuts like i remember they brought in extra seats for they brought in extra seats um because they had so many people wanted to watch them play and uh or no this is i'm pretty sure no not 2016 it's 2016 and this was just unbelievable um this is something that toronto has never seen like other than lacrosse like the amount of fans that really went into this like nobody's really seen this as much but um it was really nuts because with mls because it's such a lower and not lower league but there's not as many fans that continuously watch it um if you're a home team you get to play on your home ground which is awesome um playing on your home ground was really good and so what they did was that means that if you make it to final, you can play at your home stadium, which brings more fans in, which makes sense. So when this happened, so many people went to this game. It was it was unbelievable. Um, and But they ended up losing. Like, they lost, I'm pretty sure, in a shootout. I remember watching it, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, there's no way. Like, I don't. I don't understand. This is brutal. We spent so much money. We have, like, the highest-paid player in the MLS. It was nuts. Um, I just... It was... It was brutal. Um, And... So, basically, what happened was we brought in Sebastian Dravenko, Michael Bradley, and Josie Altador in that the previous season. And I remember, like, we we bought all in for that season we went nuts like everyone's like yep this is it and then to come and lose at our home stadium against the seattle sounders was just a brutal feeling it was like a like nobody remembers the second place people it was really tough it was a tough uh it was uh it was a tough pill to swallow 
but over time, we really, um, we really realized, sorry guys, let me take a sip of water. Sorry, that was good. Over time, I guess, like, after that loss, we kind of just, like, realized that, you know, we really, we set ourselves up and to put them in a good position in the future. And when coming with being a good team, what happens is you then play a lot more games. So you go into the CONCACAF Champions League. And so it's just like the Europe Champions League, but it's basically in, like, between North America and South America. So, North America and South America, that's great, it's awesome, but at the end of the day, um, it's not, like, it's not ideal for an MLS team, because the big thing came down to it was scheduling, and, um, and they'd play, like, league games on a Saturday in Toronto, and then, like, they'd have to play a Wednesday game in Mexico, and then fly back for a Sunday game in, like, somewhere in the United States, and ideally, it wasn't good. It wasn't good for, um, it wasn't good for their, like, their team health. And so many players, especially coming from Europe, the way it works is you play one game a week. That's it. You don't play more than two. Sometimes it's, like, a short week. You'll play Saturday and Wednesday. And then, like, you'll be off till next, another week and a half. But for these players, it was something new. And every day, we kept on going down with injuries and injuries. And we didn't have the best start because of that. But then we started to really, uh, we started to really grow and we, um, we got into a good, like, we got into a good, um, position with our team and, like, in the standings and everything. So, so, um, so towards the end, like, towards the playoff, we, mm, what can I say? Uh, it was more or less like that's not true so when we got to the concaf we kind of like it kind of we said we lost we didn't win it um uh, what happened what happened here did they win it let me go back let me check we so the way it works is like it's a treble which is really which is really weird but uh the way it is is like domestic troubles if we win the CONCACAF and we win something else blah 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 but we got knocked out and for me I thought it was really good because with them playing that many games it really affected what they were doing meaning like I was more focused on um on like the regular season side but with them playing so many games it really it really didn't like work out the best way like um, but, I'm sorry guys, I'm looking at pictures now of the final, it's just it blowing my mind, because that many people, like, I wish I was there, I wish I could see it, but, um, yeah, so anyways, so getting down the season before we went to playoffs, that finished, and it really gave our players enough time to, um, to kind of relax, settle in, and, um, I think they realized that they just had one goal, and that was to win, to win at home, and believe it or not, we ended up going... Um, coming back home and back to where we lost and we played Seattle and I remember once again I was watching it by myself in my room and when it happened I I went nuts I couldn't I couldn't help but hold back 
my feeling of what it was, what it was like to win um, a championship and what it was like to win a championship for Toronto. And um, yeah, that's really like what happened. I was so shocked. I was so I was going nuts. I was amped up. It was a great feeling, and it kind of I kind of like related it to my soccer um, my soccer season and how I remember when. Um, I won my freshman year, and, uh, I won my freshman year of, at CSS, and, um, when I continued to, uh, go back into it, like, how should I say this, my freshman year, I went, I came into a team that was so good, like, we were ranked really good, we had an unreal season, I was, I was very fortunate to play and get good minutes, and when I continued to play, we continued to get better, our whole team got better, and we ended up winning, and we were so good, top-ranked, unfortunately, we couldn't get past that first-round hump, we couldn't win, but we made it, and, uh, so many people kind of, like, how should I say this, um, I guess so many people, like, doubted us for the next upcoming year, they're like, you know, it's a rebuild year, it's a rebuild year, but luckily, we had, like, our two star strikers that came back, and, like, I'm so grateful for that because they helped us along our way. But um but yeah, just looking at it, I kinda like related those two seasons because even though we didn't lose, we won what our goal was, but losing kinda like kinda having everyone really look at us, um, look down on us, kinda. And now I know what you're thinking, and I'm gonna touch upon this really like I said, guys, like, with my rambling, it really gives me, um, ideas of what we want to talk about, but the idea that I have is, um, um, is, like, the mental aspect of sports, and I believe that not enough people talk about the mental aspect of sports, and that's really what I want to get into, and, um, and no, like, yeah, I, uh, it was really tough, and I could just imagine what these players had to go through in the market, of Toronto and just going back to that championship thing and something that's still in the game in mind is they won right but the Toronto had a parade had a parade and whatnot that's fine but it still wasn't as of a pedig- pedigree of the Toronto Raptors because they're not that top two teams or top three teams but um but yeah, the, it was just, and that's something that I feel like those players are really hiding is like they do so much for the city, and I think that we don't give them enough, um, enough credit. And f- playing in Toronto, playing in a tough market, like at the end of the day, when you win, people come watch and like they follow along. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it goes on. And for me, I was like, I was thrilled to be watching and be a part of it, but. Just going back to it, the way the rap is, it still wasn't as the same pedigree, and I just think that it could get better. And um, and I think that they're hiding in the shadow, but like still, it's not considered to be a big championship, which I think over time is going to change. The league's going to get harder, and I just want to bring that to everyone's attention of what it's like to be a Toronto fan in the market that we're in, but. I think on the next episode, I'm going to talk about the mental aspect of that, the mental aspect that I had with sports and everything, and just because I don't believe that enough people talk about it, and I think that people should talk about it. So with that being said, um, yeah, guys, I know, I hope you guys enjoyed my ramble, 
but um, that's normally how it goes, you know. Um, yeah, I guess I will see you guys in the next podcast. Hope you guys like this. As as I said, feel free to uh, let me know what you guys think. Awesome. Have a good day. Alright guys, hello and welcome to the fourth fourth edition of the podcast. Um, this is the yeah the fourth one. Unfortunately, I'm not doing it from the car, I'm doing it from home. Just because the way the time really worked out, I kind of wanted to do that. But uh, yeah, so we're just going to do that. I might have, uh, you never know, there might be some dogs barking, but... Anyways, um, so last time I talked, it was really like a different type of podcast. It, uh, it, um, it really, uh, it varied. Um, that one took me a long time to edit. There's about, there's about an hour worth of content because I just went on about self-help and stuff. But I, uh, I kind of, I edited it down really into, um, into around 20 minutes. And yeah, just going off it, that's exactly what I'm, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be, uh, taking the podcast and really sizing it down just because like I, when we did BYOB, that's exactly what we did. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, so here it goes. Um, today I'm going to talk about, I kind of finished off a lot. I talked about lacrosse and Toronto lacrosse and how, um, and, uh, <laughs> and how, what was I saying? And how they won a championship a lot. They've won a ton of championships, but nobody ever knows that because we're never really aware of it. Because lacrosse isn't a big thing. And I wanted to touch upon that because after talking about that, I kind of brought up into a different point about how we have a new soccer team. So just a little bit of history about the soccer team. Um, it's called Toronto FC. They came, they evolved in 2000 and, um, in 2007, I believe. I actually went to the first home game and watched the first ever goal score. So with that being said, they've been a very, uh, a very big part of my life, really. Um, just because I remember going to the States and all the English guys always asked me, like, who's your favorite team? Who's your favorite team? And, like, I do like Manchester United and all that. But at the end of the day, I'm a really big fan of um, of Toronto FC just because I'm a Toronto guy. And over time, Toronto just used to be terrible at soccer. Like, every year, they just came worse and worse. Played on a turf field, and I remember there was a story about one time... Uh, we won so that every year they do like international matches and they do um and they wanted to get Real Madrid to come and the only way Real Madrid could come to play at Toronto in Toronto Canada is if it wasn't turf they had to play on grass just because um they had to play on grass because like they didn't want any of their players getting hurt which I found kind of funny but at the end of the day you know that's europeans when it comes to soccer but anyways going back on it um right after that switching to grass from turf i don't know why this made such a big difference but i believe it really did um it kind of just like went into kind of rebuild they got a whole new coach 
and an English coach who I thought he was going in the right direction. I really thought he was working at it, like he was doing great stuff. And then all of a sudden he uh, got fired. And then we had a downward spiral again and again and again. And then finally we got this new coach, Greg Vanny, who really, and we got a new GM and he really just picked up our, the quality of what we're, where we were going at. And, um, kind of just going to go into it. Yeah. So let's, this is awesome because I actually have, um, I actually have stats here, which is great. So, um. Just a little, give a little uh, history. Um, his so his playing career. He started in 1995, and he played until 2009. Um, he had 30, 338 appearances, which is great. Love it. Um, and then he he went for um, playing with Chivas USA to coaching Toronto FC in 2004. Now, in 2017, Toronto made it to the MLS final. And for me, I was kind of shocked. I was like, holy cow, this is not a big deal. I remember watching it in my room. And um, with my roommate, who's also from Ontario, and we were kind of looking at it as like, this is nuts. Like, I remember they brought in extra seats for... They brought in extra seats um, because they had so many people wanted to watch them play. And... Uh, or no, this is, I'm pretty sure, no, not 2016, it was 2016, and this was just unbelievable, um, this is something that Toronto has never seen, like, other than lacrosse, like, the amount of fans that really went into this, like, nobody's really seen this as much, but um, it was really nuts, because with MLS, because it's such a lower and not lower league, but there's not as many fans that continuously watch it. Um, if you're a home team, you get to play on your home ground, which is awesome. Um, playing on your home ground was really good. And so what they did was that means that if you make it to final, you can play at your home stadium, which brings more fans in, which makes sense. So when this happened so many people went to this game it was it was unbelievable um and but they ended up losing like they lost I'm pretty sure in a shootout I remember watching and I was like oh my gosh like there's no way like I don't I don't understand this is brutal we spent so much money we have like the highest paid player in the MLS it was nuts um I just it was it was brutal um, and so basically what happened was we brought in Sebastian Dravinko, Michael Bradley, and Josie Altidore in that the previous season. And I remember like we, we bought all in for that season. We went nuts. Like everyone's like, yep, this is it. And then to come and lose at our home stadium against the Seattle Sounders was just a brutal feeling. It was like a, like nobody remembers the second place people. It was really tough. It was a tough, uh, it was a, it was a tough pill to swallow. But over time, we really, um, we really realized, sorry guys, let me take a sip of water. Sorry, that was good. Over time, 
I guess, like, after that loss, if you kind of just, like, realize that, you know what, we really, we set ourselves up into putting in a good position in the future. And when coming with being a good team, what happens is you then play a lot more games. So you go into the CONCACAF Champions League. And so it's just like the Europe Champions League, but it's basically in, like, between North America and South America. So, North America and South America, that's great, it's awesome, but at the end of the day, um, it's not, like, it's not ideal for an MLS team, because the big thing came down to it was just scheduling, and, um, and they'd play, like, league games on a Saturday in Toronto, and then, like, they'd have to play a Wednesday game in Mexico and then fly back for a Sunday game in like somewhere in the United States and ideally it wasn't good it wasn't good for um it wasn't good for their like their team health and so many players especially coming from Europe the way it works is you play one game a week that's it you don't play more than two sometimes it's like a short week you'll play Saturday and Wednesday and then like you'll be off till next another week and a half but for these players, it was something new, and every we kept on going down with injuries and injuries, and we didn't have the best start because of that. But then we started to really, uh, we started to really grow, and we um, we got into a good, like, got into a good um, position with our team and like in the standings and everything. So. So, um, so towards the end, like, towards the playoff, we, mm, what can I say? Uh, it was more or less, like, that's not true. So, when we got to the CONCACAF, we kind of, like, it kind of, we said we lost. We didn't win it. Um, uh, what happened? What happened here? Did they win it? Let me go back. Let me check. We, so the way it works is like it's a treble, which is really, which is really weird. But uh, the way it is is like domestic troubles. If we win the Concacaf and we win something else, blah blah blah. But we got knocked out, and for me, I thought it was really good because with them playing that many games, it really affected what they were doing. Meaning, like I was more focused on. Um, on like the regular season side but with them playing so many games it really it really didn't like work out the best way like um but i'm sorry guys i'm looking at pictures now of the final it's just it blowing my mind because that many people like i wish i was there i wish i could see it but um yeah so anyways so getting down the season before we went to playoffs that finish and it really gave our players enough time to um, to kind of relax, settle in, and um, I think they realized that they just had one goal, and that was to win, to win at home, and believe it or not, we ended up going, um, coming back home, and back to where we lost, and we played Seattle, and I remember once again, I was watching it by myself in my room, and when it happened, I, I went nuts, I couldn't, I couldn't help but hold back, my feeling of what it was, what it was like to win um, a championship, and what it was like to win a championship for Toronto, and um, yeah, that's really like what happened. I was so shocked. I was so I was going nuts. I was amped up. It was a great feeling, and 
it kind of, I kind of like related it to my soccer, um, my soccer season and how I remember when, um, I won my freshman year and, uh, I won my freshman year of, at CSS and, um, when I continued to, uh, go back into it, like, how should I say this? My freshman year, I went, I came into a team that was so good. Like, we were ranked really good. We had an unreal season. I was unfortunate, I was very fortunate to play and get good minutes. And when I continued to play, we continued to get better. Our whole team got better and we ended up winning. And we were so good, top ranked. Unfortunately, we couldn't get past that first round hump. We couldn't win, but we made it. And uh, so many people kind of like, how should I say this? I guess so many people like doubted us for the next upcoming year. They're like, you know, it's a rebuild year, it's a rebuild year. But luckily, we had like our two star strikers that came back, and like I'm so grateful for that because they helped us along our way. But um, but yeah, just looking at it, I kind of like related those two seasons because even though we didn't lose, we won what our goal was. But losing, kind of like, kind of having everyone really look at us. Um, look down on us kind of and now I know what you're thinking and I'm gonna touch upon this really like I said guys like with my rambling it really gives me um ideas of what we want to talk about but the idea that I have is um um is like the mental aspect of sports and I believe that not enough people talk about the mental aspect of sports and that's really what I want to get into and um and no like yeah I uh it was really tough and I could just imagine what these players had to go through in the market of Toronto and just going back to that championship thing and something that's still in the game in mind is they won, right? But Toronto had a parade, had a parade and whatnot, that's fine. But it still wasn't as of a pedi- pedigree of the Toronto Raptors because they're not that top two teams or top three teams. But, um... But yeah, it was just, and that's something that I feel like those players are really hiding is like they do so much for the city and I think that we don't give them enough um, enough credit. And f- playing in Toronto, playing in a tough market, like at the end of the day when you win, people come watch and like they fall along. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it goes on. And for me, I was like, I was thrilled to be watching and be a part of it, but just going back to it the way the rap is it still wasn't as the same pedigree and i just think that it could get better and um and i think that they're hiding in the shadow but like still it's not considered to be a big championship which i think over time is going to change the league's going to get harder and i just want to bring that to everyone's attention of what it's like to be a Toronto fan in the market that we're in but I think on the next episode, I'm going to talk about the mental aspect of that, the mental aspect that I had with sports and everything, and just because I don't believe that enough people talk about it, and I think that people should talk about it. So with that being said, um, yeah, guys, I know, I hope you guys enjoyed my ramble, but um, that's normally how it goes, you know. Um, yeah, I guess I will see you guys in the next podcast. I hope you guys like this. As, as I said, feel free to... Uh, let me know what you guys think. Awesome. Have a good day.